0: Hey listeners, this is Dave just checking in to let you know that the first couple minutes of this episode sounded a little choppy. We had some audio issues, but fear not, everything resolves itself within a few minutes of the episode starting. So thanks for dealing with that and enjoy the episode. Downton Abbey. Mary and Edith both met very nice suitors at Atticus and Rose's hunting party. Bates and Anna, they seem to have gotten past all the drama with Mr. Green. That and Mr. Carson proposed to Mrs. Hughes. What's going to happen in the final season of Downton Abbey? Let's find out this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. (laughs)
1: We are back. We are finally here after uh, what feels like forever. We are finally here at season six, the final season. Yeah, we've of we've Down Abbey. We've done a decent job of doing
0: other podcasts between the start of this. It feels like forever since I watched an episode,
1: right? And I feel like it's been forever that every time I turn on um, Amazon or whatever, there's a, a tease of season six with like Mary dressed up in her roaring twenties like gown or whatever. It, like every time, like, yep, that's the final season of Down Abbey. We'll get yep. there eventually.
0: Here we are, finally. Uh, any any news? Any no movie news? We we broke that down pretty thoroughly last week.
1: Yeah, no, no, I don't think there's been been much in terms of news, really. I mean, Down Abbey is just trucking along, you know. I I don't know. It's in the headlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: it's weird that it's like on Twitter. You, you use the hashtag Downton Abbey and the emoji of High Clear comes up.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Oh, that's pretty nice. So that's like you did Game of Thrones and the White Walker or the Night King showed up. Mm-hmm. Now Downton Abbey is uh, back in the news. So you see the the... Image of Highclere Castle is now like right next to it, which is cool. Nice. And speaking of Downton Abbey, or not, <laughs> what
1: do you mean speaking of do Abbey? What, are we, what else are we here to do?
0: <laughs> speaking of Twitter, I got a, a bone to pick this week.
1: Oh, really? What, what bone could there be to pick?
0: So the other day I was looking on our Twitter, just yeah. uh, perusing our tweets, trying to find at replies and stuff. Because so, like I said, with this hashtag, I'm sort of mining it, trying to find new followers and stuff like that. So I was going down our tweets to see if there was anybody that we have interacted with in the past. And I noticed that there was a tweet unavailable, hmm. a retweet of ours. So I was a little perturbed. Yeah. I said, who are we retweeting that blocked us? And it was, I don't know if you guys remember, back in the day we talked about the Downton role playing on Twitter.
1: Mm-hmm. The fan accounts where they try and mimic the speak of characters on Downton Abbey. Yeah, just interact yeah. with each other. Through tweets, yes.
0: And we had a, a little back and forth, a positive back and forth, with the guy, down and Role playing on Twitter, Jimmy. Jimmy Kent. Or
1: James Kent. James, yes. He's to Jimmy, Mr. He's cosplay, He's a tweet playing Jimmy. Yes. Yes. He blacked us. I wonder... What, what, did you, now, have you tweeted anything about Jimmy or Thomas recently that may have upset him? No,
0: the last tweet that I sent regarding both the character mm-hmm. and that man, or woman, whoever it is running that Twitter...
1: Was that retweet where it was just sort of playfully saying, like, see, they get along. Well, I, I seem to remember when Jimmy got fired, you tweeted something about Jimmy got caught oh, stroking. Oh, yeah,
0: mid-stroke. <laughs> That's right. Um, so that
1: may have offended the Jimmy fan account that you're alleging, you know, to his behavior behind the doors. Do you think that that Jimmy Kent account, is that fired up about
0: the character that they would block me for that?
1: I mean, what else? What other reason would they have to block you? That's
0: I don't know why. So yeah. here's what I'm gonna lay out the the challenge to the Lord the listeners of the Lords of Grantham, as I say on Twitter. The L O T L O G. Yeah. I think the account is uh Jimmy underscore Kent. Just look up Jimmy Kent on Twitter, mm-hmm. at message him, and say why'd you block us? Why'd you block the Lords of Grantham? We need to know. We need maybe it's a listener who like got mad at us because we trashed <laughs> kind of trash talked role playing on Twitter.
1: Yeah, that could be fair. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so you really go down the, the list and try and mind people to try and friend on there?
0: Yeah, if, um, I don't do it often, but with the movie coming out, it's kind of
1: reignited the interest, the public uh, interest. Because I don't do that on uh on Instagram. Oh, I
0: just go and I click follow. I think we've
1: gotten a few followers because of that. We only have uh two hundred fifty followers on Instagram, but those are primarily all organic. I only follow twenty five accounts or so. On yeah, I, I it's not
0: out of hand. Yeah. I don't do it for hours. I do it for maybe ten minutes, fifteen right. minutes.
1: I just feel like it's just too easy. I feel like I see too many accounts where it's like one to one, where the followers are with, um, you know, the, the following. You know, mm-hmm. so, well, the people that engage with us on Twitter, I feel like yeah, it's a little bit more. They're real,
0: but yeah. also I I know that we don't have a huge social media following. This is more. Yeah. Uh, Outside, our followers are not necessarily following us everywhere, and that's fine. Yeah, it'd be nice if you did. I don't know, but they don't, (laughs) and that's fine. It's our our listens don't reflect our social media numbers, and that's fine. Yeah. So to all of the people following us, thank you. Yeah. Cheers. But to that role player, Jimmy Kent, I don't know what we did. Let's make it right. Let's have you on the pod to discuss it.
1: Yeah, or or maybe he's just been too busy, you know, stroking. Yeah, and he just, you know,
0: he said, you know, this guy caught
1: on. Yeah. Yeah. I can't let them all find out about this. Well, with that, season six, we are here. It's the 1925.
0: Finally.
1: Finally. We are in the roaring 20s, right in the thick of it. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. In the eye of the storm. Yeah. And this episode opens with a question I asked. I'm sure you, Dave, you asked the same thing, because this is something we ask among our group of friends pretty often. Who let the dogs out? Yeah,
0: who, 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 so,
1: There were so many dogs let out at the beginning of this episode. That's how the season six starts. The dogs are let out, and we don't know who let the dogs out. Yeah, maybe the spirit of ISIS. <laughs> the spirit of ISIS just let the dogs run free. Um, and, and there's no other reason for this other than that they're just going hunting on these on these horses, right?
0: Yeah, something another one of these 1920s activities that I don't understand.
1: Yeah, you know, just let the dogs... We've never seen this before where they let the dogs just run. I know, I've seen them on the, the horses going wild, but like... All right. They went hunting with horses. It, it, the horses with, are in the with, back. With, the dogs are in the front. Yeah, with the dogs. Yeah, they went hunting with the dogs. Um, so along this whole way, though, they come across a person. There's a person standing there when they when they set off on these horses. A woman.
0: Yes. A Bunting-esque woman is what I thought immediately. An Irish woman,
1: you mean. Not I Bunting's not Irish. Just a sort of plain she- Jane. Bunting's Irish.
0: It does. I don't think so. She doesn't speak. She doesn't.
1: Ever refer to herself as Irish. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, she's socialist. We know that much. A socialist. Yeah. Same woman. thing. Yeah.
0: Same thing. All our British fans are
1: turning it off. Right. Uh, so they set off on these horses to go hunt. And then this woman somehow teleports to the bridge. <laughs> like, she's standing there later on in their, their ride, waiting the, and staring down Mary, which causes Mary to fall over from her horse. Yep. Which is kind of absurd, because it kind of like makes us think, like, oh, she recognizes her, and there's something significant there. But what we soon find out is like, well, she's not that significant, really. So there's no real reason that Mary would fall off her horse over this. Yeah,
0: and there's also other spectators.
1: Yeah. They show
0: other people just sort of standing
1: around on the sidelines. So why is this woman... Making her fall off a horse. Yeah. And how'd this woman get there so fast to be standing on a bridge after they were just riding out, going hunting? Mm-hmm. Um, but she then somehow teleports to back to the manor when they uh, finish up. And we find out what her whole deal is. Yep. She uh she worked at the hotel where Mary checked into a week with Tony Gilliam to, you know, get the shagging, as they say in Britain sometimes. And uh, she has evidence that this happened and she's going to blackmail her for a thousand pounds.
0: Yeah. And Mary says, I've been through this before.
1: <laughs> she has. She has been blackmailed and she used uh, our good old friend Carlisle to make it go yeah, away.
0: A newspaper man.
1: And she could probably use Carlisle again right now. Right.
0: I don't think Carlisle is going to do anything. He's not returning before. that call.
1: He's not he's not doing that. Um yes, Lisa Bevan, is the name of this uh Wasn't it Rita Bevan? It was Miss Bevan, I guess. Yeah, it was
0: cuz I thought it was Lisa too, and then I paused
1: it to go get a glass
0: of water and I thought it said Rita
1: Bevan. I don't know. Okay. It's she's a one-off character, right? hopefully. And they it's so funny cuz they play like the Jaws type of music when she's coming to the manor like this really like oh man, watch out for her. She's up to something. Yeah,
0: this plain Jane is going to Wreck the house. She's gonna destroy everything.
1: Yeah, but it really isn't that bad. What she's asking, she she clearly needs money, and she has this one piece that she can use. So you know, okay. But we've uh, had
0: so many characters like this on *Downton Abbey*,
1: right? Blackmailers. Yeah, think they can get away with things. Uh, but you know what, Mary's she's playing hardball. You know, she and it, it it really is a nice reflection of where she is now. Where she's just like, I'm a businesswoman. I'm going to take care of things. I'm not going to freaking deal with someone like you. I'm above you. Yeah and uh thank you next yeah exactly uh but she comes back she's determined she comes back twice yeah she even comes back inside mary's room by lying about being the dowager's like handmaid or, something, or knowing yeah ma- got, uh, maid or something yeah so she's in mary's room which is like wow she's getting in there she
0: infiltrates. and she's like how do you think i got there i lie
1: yeah <laughs> and we don't even know what the memo is in her hand that she had it must have been just, just a more prop lies. to get her in there yeah uh so she comes back a third time after mary shuts her down and Carson catches her, and uh, Robert then intervenes. And this kind of just wraps it up. They kind of string this up because it's an hour-plus episode. I feel like a lot of this episode doesn't need to be an hour-plus. It's just they have a lot more space to put in more scenes Um, that just kind of move us to where we ultimately end up, which is... Because, yeah, she visits three times. She only had to visit like twice for us, really, to have the storyline all wrapped up.
0: Yeah, because they're like, I think she's going to come back again.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But anyway, so Robert ends up cutting her a check and uh it's a really nice turn though how the scene plays out because yeah absolutely you you get the sense that robert's disappointed in mary and justifiably i I think he is like he definitely feels a little bit you know bummed about this but he's also really proud of her you know Mm -hmm. like she did not bend to this woman and you know she's really proving herself you know now that they're without branson you know she's trying to assert herself as someone who can take over his stead and like you know help out around the house and she this is just you know a reflection of that she really is there
0: yeah it's funny though because what happens is he makes her sign a signed confession that she attempted to blackmail them yeah he gives her 50 pounds yeah and he sends her on her way yeah so then he's mary explains you know i was just gonna let it run because i won't i won't bend for blackmailers yeah and then robert says well, think about what this would do for Tony Gillingham and Mabel Lane Fox. Right, think and of something else than yourself. <laughs> Mary's exactly. like, oh, and Robert's like,
1: real. He's he's a great, great paternal
0: figure in this episode.
1: Yeah, and as she says, you're a real Machiavelli character here. Like you know, Robert Flexen, You know, he, he can do things. Um, it's it's funny though. Just thinking about Mary as a character since the beginning of season one, I feel like she hasn't changed that dramatically. Since season one, because I feel like she's always been the strong will since the first season. It's just that she's kind of had to adjust as to where she applies that attitude towards, you know, which mm. is more towards business and everything. But I feel like, again, it goes to like her not considering Gillingham and Maybelline Fox is just like very self-centered still.
0: And Robert says also like, what about what about George? Yeah, and she's like I always think about Jordan. Like, yeah, do you though?
1: No, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's coming into herself in terms of just being very self confident and making these moves. But I feel like she's very much the same character she's been.
0: Yeah, I think they want this to evoke memories of Kamook. But ka, Kamook, Kamook, <laughs> Pamook. This is supposed to Womuk? sort of. Hey, maybe. Yeah, this is supposed to mirror almost. Julian is not so subtle. Yeah. With what he's trying to get at. This is how she handles
1: that. Yeah. I, I think, you know, in season six, he's trying to, you know, call on those echoes from previous seasons. Like, you know, this is where we are now. Look how far we've come and stuff like that. Now,
0: do you think that's reflective of the fact that people weren't so hot on the storytelling of four and five?
1: What do you mean exactly?
0: Because we've complained on the show that they sort of meander. Yeah. The... Selection of a mate, mm-hmm. where Mary is is it goes on drawn out and dull and boring. And knowing this is the last season, do you think Julian just was sitting there talking to himself and said, "We got to get this going. Mm-hmm. I want to sort of wipe the the table of the previous two seasons, which are not bad, but
1: yeah, you know, not peak Downton." Do you think he said that? I think it's more so. You know, he set a finish line for himself. Like this is going to be the last season. So I think he kind of just lit a fire under himself to like we have to kind of move things along to get to the ending that I would prefer. For so you the, don't think characters. he's
0: very self reflective of his own work? I think he's, he
1: definitely is. I think that's definitely a part of it. But you know, as we said, you know, he's booking it week to week. And uh, no, I think th- I think he shouldn't be booking it week to week. Right, right, right. So I think but, maybe that's what this this is sort of a
0: nod callback rather yeah. than a so blind I, I think, step forward. Yeah,
1: right now he's a little bit more reflective than he has been. Sure, I'm, I'm sure with the off season he had all all the time to write you know the first episode season six so yeah that's probably true
0: yeah this is a decent story i guess yeah it It
1: was fine fine. i don't know why they but it's funny and there's a little shading of like also this woman who's asking for this money she's not really that villainous she just really needs the money you know and she's i think she's a little villainous i i I, well the fact that she was willing to sell for 50 pounds even though it's off screen i get the sense it's just like she just really needed the money when was the other blackmailer there
0: because didn't Robert do something similar where he's like, I gave him 100 pounds and he yeah.
1: left? It was uh, the Charming Charlie guy, wasn't it? the first In the first season, when it, when it comes to blackmail Carson, he just hands him the, the money right off, I think. Little
0: did we know we'd come to kind of like that character. Yeah.
1: But no, it, no. The, the moment that makes me think that we're supposed to be a little sympathetic for this uh, Bavin character is when uh, Mary says... Lucky you, and then Bevan says, "Well, you've always been lucky, you know." Like, that's al- where
0: I get that bunting vibe from. She's very uh, I, I, "Rage Against I, the Machine."
1: I don't know. I, I, we definitely get bunting vibes later in this episode, but I don't know if that right there exactly. I feel like we're supposed to. Well, the silver spoon theory. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's true. I don't know. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's fine. See you never, Bevan. I think it's a ba- <laughs> I think
0: the Robert sort of breaking down that moment of think about the others around you maybe yeah. is a big moment. For Mary looking bad. Yeah. In an episode where she takes the reins as the agent, mm-hmm. which is another sort of mini plot. Yeah. Where she just says, you know, I'm the agent. Right. I want to take after Branson and everyone says, a woman. Yep. Yeah. And then, what does she say? I could lift more than that. Whoever the guy's name was, who was before Branson, the old man. Oh, yeah. I so yeah. Yeah. could lift more than he could towards the end. So i yeah, physically capable. Mm hmm.
1: So, well, that happens upstairs. Um, let's keep it with the children. Edith, she's just weighing whether to keep the London flat that she had with uh, with Greg- Gregson. Mm-hmm. Well, he she inherited all his stuff. Yeah, she has to whip the editor in shape. She's got to do her job.
0: Yeah, because the editor doesn't like working for a woman.
1: We learned that she met Virginia Woolf at some point. Yeah, we did. That was so strange. Yeah, like, I wonder how that conversation went, because Virginia Woolf was pretty famously, like, Depressive, I think. So like, well, Edith is pretty famously well, depressive too. That's true. They must have been just commiserating once she didn't have uh, marigold around. Uh, have well, there was no marigold that at that point.
0: Marigold was because uh, oh right, he was
1: still alive. Yeah, what a weird conversation.
0: Also, this this seems to extend the life of the relationship with Gregson.
1: Yeah, Which where is it's fine. like I, mean, I met
0: people here at this party, and it's yeah, like, huh, really, Gregson yeah. was around that long.
1: Yeah, I mean, time flew by. And we just didn't see it. But I like that she shows it off to Rosman and um, because she's weighing whether to leave down and move to London and just, you know, have her life there, which is Mm -hmm. fair. Uh, But I love the point where she highlights there's like museums and galleries here and stuff. And Rosman says, well, you only go to those when friends come to town. And that as a New Yorker, I can tell you, I pretty much only go to museums and galleries when friends come around. That's true. So, I mean, I try to make my effort to go when I can, but it's like I have no real reason to go. (laughs) So it's truth, Edith. Rosman is speaking truth to you, uh, yeah. So we'll see if uh, if Edith moves, and, and and it wouldn't be the worst thing, you know, for her.
0: She's very, uh, what's the word? She's very independent in this episode.
1: Yeah, just she kinda...
0: de- she's dealing with her stuff. Right. It's not. She's not the a plot, but she's
1: no, she's just off in her own world. You want
0: to now. talk about characters evolving? If we say Mary's evolutions are very minor, yeah. Edith but, is huge. E-
1: oh, Edith is huge. It's yeah, ginormous. Uh, yeah, because, like, yeah, Mary has a baby. Doesn't even affect her. Uh, affects Edith all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, upstairs, uh, the biggest plot line, though, actually, aside from Mary, is Violet and Isabel. Oh, yes. Um, What is going on there, Dave? There
0: is a hospital meeting that Robert has avoided. Yep. Another plot point that they briefly discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody whispered to Violet that there's a hospital in London looking to buy and and sort of overtake their hospital. Mm -hmm. And she is not about it Yep, because she thinks that it's their hospital. They want to run it their way. And Mm -hmm. Isabel is all for it because she says more money, more advanced medical techniques, so on and so forth. And
1: it is... A real
0: lovers' quarrel,
1: if you will. Yeah, because Clarkson is siding with Violet, and Merton is siding with Isabel, and I think they all have good points. I think Clarkson's making the best point, where it's just like, well, let's not just relinquish, you know, the the value of our name with this, you know, Mm -hmm. hospital. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, Violet's the one extreme, like, no, we need to keep it our own thing, and Isabel's like, no, it needs to be modernized. Clarkson, I think, is on the right trail, but uh. Martin makes it,
0: uh, I think Merton, well, Martin doesn't do much aside from say like,
1: I agree with you. I'm so happy to be on your side, Isabel. And she's like, don't get too excited. <laughs> let's not do this. Yeah, let's not do this again. Um. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how this plays out. They're definitely on different sides of the coin. I feel like they're going to probably end up meeting in the middle at some point. Yeah,
0: I was really worried that this was going to resolve itself in this one episode because this does seem like a big town-wide issue. Right. And it would be weird to, you know. Not resolve, or yeah. to to make it an episode thing where where it could be, an actual arc.
1: Yeah, but I do like that this storyline, and they're really emphasizing it this episode where there's that struggle between changing times and keeping things the same. Mm-hmm. And this is one where it's just like, well, do we modernize or do we kind of keep it how it's been? And, well, yeah.
0: I mean, we it, live in uh in Connecticut. Yale has sort of taken over every hospital that we is in our neck of the woods. Everything yeah. is this.
1: Yale blank hospital. And it's, we're all the worse for it. We don't want that Yale Yale money. Yeah. Get out of here. (laughs) Um, but so that, that kind of like theme carries on to the other thing that goes on between the upstairs and downstairs where Robert's kind of musing about, do we need as much help as we have?
0: Yeah. What does he say? Uh, who has an under butler these days?
1: Yeah. We have one whole boy and two women, uh, uh, on the house staffing, uh, for the butlers or something, uh, something along those lines. Uh, but they talk about how, like, downstairs even one of the women left to find a job at a shop. And, and uh, Robert's like, why would she do that? And it's like, well, she wants to have evenings with her boyfriend, which is like. Yeah. With her go, beau or whatever. Don't think. Instead of living at this dour mansion. Well, sometimes dower mansion all alone. Can spend time with a man. Wow. What a concept. Yeah. Yeah. Talk but Robert,
0: I, I mean, he's not. The most integral, he's sort of contemplating this change. Right, and, he's not about to make that
1: change happen. But he's
0: hovering moment. over every plot yeah. with such a good paternal voice this time. Like, for Considering he's made a fool of himself a lot. He's learned a lot. He's learning, he's growing.
1: Yeah. And we'll see, Thomas overhears this a little bit though.
0: Yeah, you see him in the background. Yeah. But, we'll, we'll get down to it,
1: Thomas is not acting like a heel this week. No, they show him giving piggyback rides to the children where he he makes a clopping sound like a horse. Yeah, Marigold loves him. Yeah, wow.
0: And uh, uh, do we finish with upstairs? Is that really it? I mean, there really isn't that much. Oh, there's one more big thing upstairs, but that ties to downstairs, so we'll talk about that later.
1: I mean, what was it? The the Cora, they try to help out, or they want her to... Was it Robert tells her to not get involved between Isabel and Violet? And she's like, I gotta get involved between this. And we'll see how that turns out
0: so so now to go downstairs before we come up in a cultivating way at the end Mm -hmm. barrow is trying real hard it seems to turn a new leaf
1: yeah yeah be a better person
0: so he's playing with the with marigold who you know what what say what you will about marigold she must be treated differently than george and sibby because she's not mm. blood related, yeah. In the eyes of everybody,
1: you do see Georgia like working with the dough down there, or like just kind of hanging out. And Sibby, too, I think.
0: That's that's so funny that these characters, including Edith and Mary, mm-hmm. grew up with these servants. Yeah, but even though they're with them as infants, when they turn into adults, they're just so easily like, yeah, who cares, right? Yeah, like Mary couldn't give Patmore the time of day, but if we assume Patmore is you know, in her 50s or late 40s, she's in her 50s. Yeah. Then that means little kid Mary was probably around Daisy-aged Patmore. Yeah. But she doesn't treat Patmore with reverence and respect. Yeah, it's kind of... She kind of treats her like... That's just Mary. Just a, yeah, but yeah. Edith or Sybil yeah. never did.
1: But, yeah, Thomas... Well, the thing that exasperates Thomas's concern is because I thought this was odd, too. Violet kind of... Con- because Robert goes to Violet to talk about what he should do in terms of people he's like I don't I don't know about keeping all these people you know around we don't need them and then the dowager kind of talks to Danker about I don't know if I need all the people you know but this is all you know based on what Robert's saying we'll see but I I think we'll be okay here but I don't know there may be rollbacks Mm -hmm. don't tell anyone I thought this is so weird and then Danker
0: says what she said my like secrets go into the tomb or something like that yeah
1: yeah and I just didn't buy that the dowager would tell this stuff to danker because we've never seen that they have like a close relationship i understand when you're a lady maid like you're kind of tight but But she
0: accompanied her to the like russian refugee camp
1: stand outside um i just didn't i just didn't buy that she would tell her this kind of information especially as it relates to like work and your your job it just seemed like a means to move the plot along which it certainly did
0: well maybe maybe violet is a Losing
1: it. That's. Uh, that, that, I mean, that, I had that thought for a moment. I was like, well oh, she's older. She probably doesn't care." Um, but yeah. So Danker ends up. She spreads that news everywhere.
0: In the. Uh, why was this character painted to be a sympathetic character with this soup last time, last episode? Yeah,
1: because also she's a she's a heel straight right, up. Right, because as we saw, Patmore and Daisy doing this for our last episode. This episode, we see Patmore being like, "Oh, what is she doing here?" Like Thomas is heavily, like sighing at the thought of her showing up. Oh yeah, because yeah. has sabotaged your right. enemies. Right, it's but, a double turn. Yep, but Danker lets them know about the the possible, you know, cut. like you guys didn't hear. Yeah, and then poor Andy's like, um, it's me first
0: one in last or you know the last the one total. in first one out.
1: Yeah, uh, so now there's a bunch of concern. Carson's like, we can't talk about that. I can't, you know, I can't talk about that. <laughs> that that's my Carson. <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> it's just an exas- exasperated old man yeah yeah I, I, I only have so many more Look, days I, I, gotta to go. I gotta go I gotta go I gotta go talk to Elsie
1: what is he from the, the bayou <laughs> a little bit a little bit Carson's like, I got a lot got a lot going on over here yeah you don't understand you don't understand what I'm dealing with with a p- potential marriage leave me, leave get out of here Miss Danka cause all this trouble <laughs> good day there is a moment I said good day sir good day <laughs> Get off now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh anyway. <The> sprayer with <laughs> yeah, a yeah, little like spray bottle. Um but Thomas is just like, I need to get out of here because I need to keep a job. Like this will be bad for me. Like I, and like Baxter is telling him, like, Oh, you're overthinking this. Like, this is all in your head. And- yeah. Well, in fairness, people are starting to like
0: treat Barrow like a heel. Finally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been acting up for a decade. Yeah. And they're finally like, you know, people don't like you. Right.
1: And it's funny. I can relate to Barrow so much in this episode where like, I feel like this may be bad for me. I may lose my job. People are telling you it's in your head. I've yeah, the been ship through is that. sinking. Where Get people, out. Yeah. People have told me it's in your head, Corey. And it's like, I don't think so. And then it wasn't. <laughs> like, it's just like, no, when you feel the vibe, sometimes it really is actually there. Uh, so hopefully Barrow can make it out alive, you know, before any cutbacks happen. Yeah. But, uh. What else is going on though downstairs?
0: Downstairs? Uh, well, there's there's two more big ones. Well, there's co- well three more. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll say let's, let's
1: choose our adventure. What 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 are our options?
0: Our options are Daisy, which ties to upstairs. So I think we should say that. Do you want to do that now? Yeah, that one's kind of you
1: know it is what it is.
0: Okay. Well, that wrap ties things up to upstairs. There's yeah. another manor mm-hmm. that is the Danilies. the Danilies that is going under. Yeah, it's downsizing. Being, it's being sold off. So the new owner wants to, or the the current owner, having an estate sale of sorts. Yeah, and Daisy wants to go because Mister Mason will potentially lose
1: his plot of land. Yep, he's a tenant there, it's which shit. is
0: like, how do you inherit a plot of land well, that you it, don't
1: own? Well, it's the thing that they share the crown. So he has the land. So he he helps. You know, it's kind of like what they employed when they back in season three when they revamped down, which is you kind of raise your own crops there and you make your own business there, but you also pay for the land there. You're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're renting the land. Cause so it's of like the Druze. Business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so he's losing, worried about losing his farm there, you know? And, uh, well, Daisy gets to go with, uh, Mr. Mason to go check out the place where they're, they're selling this off. Cause he's been on good terms with the, the people who were living there, mm-hmm. but he's not so sure about the new guy moving in. Um,
0: and Mr. Mason sort of, yeah,
1: Takes him down.
0: Takes Daisy down a, a walk through memory lane. Yeah, going through. This is a. This is a gift that we gave them, and I gave up beer for a my my beer for a week, <laughs> so that I could contribute to this gift, and they're just selling it off.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Daisy cuts a promo on this guy. This is, I got this is the Miss Bunting vibes. I did not appreciate this. Because like even Mr. Mason's like, don't do this, Daisy. And as she do it, does it, you, f- you feel like it's a car wreck and going in. Oh, yeah. And it's like everything she says is just burying, you know, Mr. Mason's chances of keeping his land. Because she just pretty much shots down this Mr. Phillips guy like, oh, you're just going to come in here and bounce people off their land and not have a chance to make, you know, make something of themselves. You know, like, how dare you? And it's like, oh, my gosh, Daisy, you're not helping. <laughs> at all. Not at all. Yeah. Um, and he and he says, uh, Mr. Phillips says like, oh, you think you're helping? Yeah, ain't helping. Bye.
0: I don't like him because of
1: you. Good day. Is this worth a good day? comes? a good day. Good day, Daisy. I just inherited this land. Yeah. We're going to turn into a swamp crawling with gators. What are you going to do about it, little girl? Get out of here. Get. So, that would be the best character to add <laughs> to the, the guy, the guy just shows up in Yorkshire.
0: I just wanted a change of pace. <laughs> the
1: gators ate my children. I just needed a slower <laughs> life, like molasses out
0: here. You all know me, <laughs> Mr. Phillips. I don't like you, old man. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you again? <laughs> Mr. Mike. My- okay.
1: All right. Enough of that. Um, hope if he's back more, this character yeah. will be. Uh, so, anyways, Daisy makes a fool of herself and does it in front of uh Grantham and them and they're just like "calm down daisy behave" and uh they have a talking to with her later. Yeah. Uh It's
0: definitely a fire. carson is is
1: not happy. livid. Yeah. And he's like, "Should we do something about this uh Robert?" And he's like, "Look, we she was heated. We can't we can't just let her go." Nope. And so Carson says, "You can you can stay. You're just you know being reprimanded or whatever." He
0: gives her a, a verbal warning.
1: Yeah. Which, if I were Daisy, last season she was so ready to get out of town, and I'd just be like, you know what? I'm just going to make good on what I said I'd do last year and just leave. Well, she shouldn't yet. She should wait to make sure that the land she's going to inherit is hers. That's true. So Where's she going to live? I don't know. She's, she's going to be education. homeless. She's got an education now. <laughs> she has a third grade education. <laughs> she's reading books. I mean, Mosley's still helping her out, right? Uh, so, yeah, we'll see where that goes. but. It- it brought to mind all the worst things I didn't like about bunting. It's like I don't want to see this in Daisy. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh but yeah, let's get to let's get to Hughes and uh and Carson. This is the best and line. Patmore. This is so good. This is so weird. It's so it's
0: heartwarming and funny. This is I think kind of This seems very is it heartwarming? Of, I, I think it's very I think there's a moment that's very heartwarming. Yeah. Uh this is Julian at his at his most playful. Yeah. This is the, like regal Julian. I just assume he types his scripts behind a type. He's like, oh, 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 this is funny. So make a laugh.
1: Uh, so, yeah, they haven't set a wedding date yet for uh, Hughes and Carson. No. Uh, and just following up, last episode was December of 1925, and now we're in April, I think, 1925 or so. And, yeah, so five months have gone by, and they haven't set a date. Man. Well, what's the reason, though, Dave? Yeah, Hughes is... Apprehensive about having to
0: perform wifely duties.
1: What are those wifely duties? Wifely duties. They, they never come out and say exactly what it is. It's like, oh, oh, we, oh, yes, that thing. That well, it's thing.
0: funny because there's a scene where it's uh, the the first scene where this is discussed is Hughes and Patmore. Mm-hmm. They're like, why aren't you doing it? And she says, I'm not ready for all the aspects of mar- marriage. And then Patmore says, Oh my lord. Yeah. You mean,
1: I wouldn't know, of course. Yeah, which made me think, like, wait, Pat Moore has not gotten any action? Are you kidding me? Pat Moore seems like she's been, You turned on Tofton? A guy, you know, who's re- ready and willing? Like, it just made me think, you know, based on her experience, she's been through it. She looks like she's, you know, had some fun times in her day, Pat Moore. Mm-hmm. You're telling me she, does, she doesn't She does know? Oh, she partied back in the day. <laughs> because she says, I wouldn't know. It's like, what do you mean, Pat Moore, you don't know, her, or you just don't remember? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, Pat Moore, give her yourself. You got around and then uh, I bet I, I bet you I bet you Pat had a well maybe had some
0: Hugh Hughes says I'm not sure I can let him see see me as I am to which Patmore says no one's clapped eyes on him without his tux for years she's not wrong she's not wrong at all old Jim Carter you think he's he's got what he took out
1: his shirt he's like Branson he's all jacked up <laughs> I would love to see how ripped he is uh but so Hughes has the weirdest ask of all time, where she wants Pat Moore to talk to Carson about how he feels about the full aspects of marriage. Because mm-hmm. she's just too honorable and doesn't want to talk to Carson about this. Now, here was my,
0: my question with this. Yeah. Why not go to Mosley? Why not go to a male? Mr. John Bates?
1: Well, because she doesn't want to talk to a man about this. She, she It's too embarrassing for her to go to a man about this kind of thing, I think.
0: That's true, but... I think there are people this they've seen so much at this house.
1: Yeah. It's not surprising. But then
0: why would you make Patmore do it? Yeah. It's just a str- I mean, I understand it's her well, only friend. It's to keep her busy.
1: Friend. It's her best friend, so maid of honor. But I Matron mean, of Honor. Would you would you ask me to do that, Dave? Like <laughs> no. It's so weird. It's so weird. It reminded me of that scene of um, the other guys. Where, like, uh, oh, yeah, Will with Ferrell fronts. and his girlfriend, uh, and they have to have the grandma go as the go-between of, like, what they would do to each other. <laughs> I don't want to say that it, anymore. It's just it's so gross. Um, but Patmore agrees to do it. She's going to go in there and ask the questions that need to be asked. And uh, she, uh, her first approach to Carson, again, this is the extending the episode past an hour. Her first approach, approach with Carson fails because he's like, what do you, like, she has to, like, see him later at night. And they mm. have a like a little nightcap at night, and she's like, "Are you ready to have a whole marriage?" And he's like, "Yeah, of course." And she's like, "I'm just gonna leave. We're gonna have the scene 15 minutes later." <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's like, "How'd it go? Not well." And then yeah. it just it sort of writes itself into a corner where Carson's like, "Do you want to continue the discussion from before?" Right. It's <laughs> like an NPC in the game. You yeah. just like. You
1: know, robotically ask me the question moving around. You have to ask. So Would you
0: continue the cutscene that we missed last time? <laughs> yeah,
1: we have to move the story along. And uh Patmore, she asks him, and the reaction, like when she says "Foley," Carson's reaction is just like, "Forgive me for maybe getting like vulgar," but he like pops a tent. His reaction is like, (laughs) I mean, what she says, have you considered what being married fully is? And he goes, and he like turns to the side to not face her. It's just like, Carson just, like, had a moment there. do you rewind that? Because I rewound that. <laughs> no. no. Rewind that. The sound effect that he makes. Arr! It's like. It's like Darth Vader getting thrown down the stairs. Oh. Or like Yoda, you know. Where you're like, it's just like. perform my duties. It's just like something Carson had to consider before. And it's just like. What oh, is. Yes. Oh, ho, ho, ho Yeah. And then, and then they kind of cut away for a moment to Bates and Anna just going for a walk. It's the most oddly thing. the cut things. They just cut the Bates and Anna in like a inconsequential scene where they're just walking in the middle of the night and they cut back to Carson as if he's like maybe put himself together for a moment it was just like you know don't mind me you know he, like, <laughs> he's like patting his head down <sighs> yeah yeah. during the scene with Anna Bates we just hear a howl at the moon in the background it's actually Carson in the manor <laughs> realizing what he's getting himself into with marrying
0: but then this is where I yeah. think he gets to be like very sweet and earnest where he's like I love her yeah I'll take if she's taking me for all I am I'm taking her for all she
1: is I and want it I'm I'm down. I want it. I got it. He goes, "It's been a
0: while." <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yeah, since I <laughs> since someone's seen me without my tux. Uh but he he does want her. And uh more then communicates this back to to Hughes. And Hughes is <laughs> not like she's
0: not like relieved about it. Yeah. It's still sort of like, "Oh." Yeah. Well, he, I think it gets to that moment where she it's like it's not a friendship. We're not going to be this, this is like as Social arrangement. Gonna, I want a wife.
1: Yeah. I love this lady. We're going to get down. And so then we get the moment that we were, was teasing the last episode that we didn't get where it's like it was the slowest thing ever because, again, Hughes and Carson, the actors have been, uh, was it Jim Carter and uh, what's her name?
0: Um, Mrs. Hughes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they finally kiss. So, again, these are people who've known each other for six something years on this show, finally having a kiss in real life. And you can literally just hear Julian shout out, do it.
0: Lean in there. Lean in there. Kiss, in.
1: kiss her. <laughs> Harder. Kiss Because like they're so slowly embracing for this kiss. It's just like They're they're old. I guess Their they're bones old. But I just felt slower. like the actress was like, Man, I gotta kiss this girl who's probably my friend in real life. I gotta kiss her on the lips. I gotta do it. Yep. Do it. <laughs> well, really has Julian him too. I know. And that's what's freaky about it. It's just like Julian's just like yeah. I wrote. I that. don't care about this. I wrote that. Yeah, he's just like nudging Pammer, like, look at that. That's what the people tune in to see. Get out of here, Julian. Get out of here. Uh, but it's a sweet moment. It is. And that, that's moment. how
0: the episode ends, right? Is as it? As it fades to black. Dun, 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 dun. I
1: think. I think. Yeah. I think that is. They they, kiss, they slow kiss and embrace. But there is one other moment that that kind of ties it all together, which is the Anna and Bates plot line.
0: Well, before we do that, we in talking about Danker, yeah. We forgot the real juice of that story. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Septimus.
1: (laughs) Septimus Spratt, yeah. Uh, A real nice moment for him. A real victory for Septimus. Yeah, because Danker teases him like, oh, you know, there's going to be budget cuts. They don't need butlers anymore. They do need maids. They don't need butlers. Oh, yeah. And then Spratt,
0: how exactly does it go down?
1: He tells the Dowager like, oh, I heard this from Danker. What's the deal?
0: And then... uh, excuse me and then violet brings in both of them or mm-hmm. it brings in miss danker's like hey have you put your notice like have you started your preparations yeah for looking because you were telling everybody about the downsizing and danker like
1: boo yeah,
0: yeah you got me <laughs> bad like danker gets called why were we supposed to root for her with this freaking soup when a week later well the Of the show, she is immediately flipped back. She's a heel in the first episode with this bar, a baby face in the second episode with this soup. Immediately a heel again because I understand you want to make spratt a heel because he makes sense as a as a uppity.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: But well, it's it's probably a case of like Julian wrote the last episode months ago and he forgot how he wrote it, (laughs) and he came back and he's like, well, you know, I don't actually like that Danker character. Let's keep her that way.
0: Yeah, because there was the difference between the finale and the Christmas yeah. special and here. So yeah. it's three different times. Either way. Yeah. But except but
1: Spratt and, and Danker is not fun. No, it's just so annoying. But Violet flexes so well on on the on Danker, where she was just like, well, you know what? I haven't made my mind up yet. And Danker's like, what? <laughs> and then, oh, she's like, oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> like, like, she knows what she's doing. Did she's, I stutter? Yeah. She, you know, I, I, you know, I may not, I may need less help, but I'm just considering it. And like that sends Danker into a tailspin, but sends Spratt on a high. Good job, Sept. Yeah. And what, what was the truth of it all along? Violet literally just wanted to flex on, on uh, Danker yeah. and re- snitches, Reminder. Snitches get stitches. Right. And that's exactly what she just did. Yep. But you know who won't be getting any stitches? Anna or Bates. Yep. Well, we get Sergeant Willis back again for one more time. <laughs> yep just because we needed this and so they have a scene where he tells them well the, the they haven't removed the charges yet because there's uncertainty with this person this witness yeah and they're literally questioning in the scene like why did you come here to tell us that what is the point of this and he's like
0: this is an hour and seven minute long episode <laughs> exactly so they need me yeah
1: and contractually I had one more episode left yeah one more Willis and the, 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 yeah they're literally saying what you talking about Willis that's, that's <laughs> exactly what happens there um but he comes back again at the end of the episode with good news. Yep. He's back. Yeah. And there's a witness this time who's contest the uh, test that this woman caused the man's How does the
0: justice system work so strangely? I don't know, man. It's the 20s. Are they like, hey, does, has anybody happened to be here yeah. in this place? But it was somebody at a pub. Yeah. Overheard them.
1: Yeah, go figure.
0: The lady that did it. Yeah. Uh,
1: we, we, uh, and I guess we're, it's smooth sailing for them now, except... For the fact that Anna worried that she was pregnant, but wasn't.
0: Yeah, she's had a couple of... Uh, she hasn't... Uh, that time of the month took a little longer than normal. But and I she got wa- her hopes.
1: She had high, high hopes. I was wondering about that, though. So when did this happen? When did these events happen? Like, well, I mean, they're just sort of private. But, I mean, there was that moment where, you know, she was in jail. And then, you know, Bates is on the lawn. Well, this is front. four months. So, well, yeah. But I mean, I'm just wondering, was there, like, conjugal visits? Was there, like, I mean, did... I mean, it's not to get lewd again. But, what? again, Bates visited Anna and then they're in jail. And you just wonder.
0: Well you just need to think mathematically. I mean, once prob- a month, she would know whether or not she was pregnant.
1: Yeah. So just a couple times, it went a week late. I guess. Yeah, I, and I guess maybe conjugal visits didn't exist back then. But I'm just saying. I don't think they're. I don't think she was locked up that long. You never know. For Bates, it was a long time. Yeah. Uh But hopefully, you know, Bates said they can go back to looking into estates again. Yeah. We'll, we'll
0: wake tomorrow without that rock on our backs. Yeah.
1: So we'll see where this goes for them. But the whole men are celebrating.
0: Do you you notice who was dancing together at the end of the episode? Andy and Daisy? Nope. Thomas and someone else? Pat Moore. Do you know who her dancing partner was? No. Sergeant Willis. Oh.
1: (laughs) There we go. There we go. If she hasn't gotten it done, Willis will get it done. I mean, if you think about it, Willis has got to be a staple here. Everyone's got to know him. Yeah, that's true. He's been around so often, you
0: know. Yeah. But when they find out the charges are cleared, they go right to Robert. Robert's like... Uncork the best wine we got. Two, three, four <laughs> bottles of wine. Let's do it. And then he goes downstairs, and I think this is really good, Robert. Yeah. He's like, let's court. And then he says, a toast to the bait. And then he says, you know what? You guys are going to act funny around me. Yeah. I'm going to take my ball. I'm going to go upstairs.
1: Enjoy this wine. Let, but let me stop by the fridge first and look for a chicken wing. Oh, which yeah. Which I do. Just to talk, e- eat, to eat a cold chicken wing with Cora. Yeah.
0: Talk about the old. Then my old maid used to leave me with this and I'm being reflective, but let's get out of here. I used
1: to hide down here when I was a bad child. Yep. <laughs> Can you oh, just bad, mention, bad boy. Yeah. Just gnawing <laughs> on chicken bones there as a child robbery. Um, but this is, again, this scene would never have happened in season one where the upstairs is downstairs like this partying with them. Like this is a long way that they've come where they were willing to go downstairs and drink mm-hmm. wine with them and everything. It really is emblematic of like the whole changing tides where like they're willing to get down downstairs.
0: I think it shows it, this again brings us back to episode one about the relationship of Bates and Robert. Like, yeah. Robert is very, and, and Anna and the rest mm-hmm. of the house. Like, they're yeah. an integral right. to the DNA of Downton.
1: For sure. So, was this a good episode?
0: Yeah, I think so. Along. Was but it a good. good season premiere? Yeah, it was fine. It was
1: fine. I don't know if it ranks among, among the, the other season premieres where there's a fire last year, which was nice. Yeah, um, or Titanic sinking. Season three, Marian, Matthew getting married and stuff. So, it's, it was solid. It's a solid yeah. kickoff to season six. And
0: did you notice a increased production value? I thought this episode was a lot cleaner and prettier looking. Yeah, it looked nice. There was that shot when they roll up to that other manor, and it was a big wide shot yeah. of the big field behind them, and yeah. that was
1: really pretty. Yeah, it I nice. think
0: they sort of, you know, we're going out with a bang, let's up the also, get new cameras.
1: Well, did you notice that? You know, playing into their cutting people from the stuff, it seemed emptier this episode. Like the man, the manor definitely seemed less busy with people.
0: I didn't notice that.
1: I felt that. And maybe that they're just saving budget by cutting those extras, you know? Sure. Well, was there any uh, good quotes this episode? Yeah. Plenty. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, <laughs> when they're talking about, there's some really strange stuff with Anna talking about not having a, not being pregnant and she thinks yeah. it's her fault. Mr. Bates has a. He says this line when they're looking at Marigold and how grateful that she is. And he says, So many children in need of a home. So many homes in need of a child. Okay. Morbid Bates. Weirdo,
1: weirdo Bates. Um, what was it? Uh, Patmore says about Carson, You want to be vulgar if you put it on a seaside postcard. Hmm. Well, I don't know what that means exactly.
0: There's the moment where Danker is in the when she comes to to, to let the news out, mm-hmm. where she says, "Time to find out who's useful and who's ornamental," and she's here to sympathize. And then Hughes says, uh, or Danker says, "I hope I haven't cast a shadow." Oh, I have that. And Hughes says, "What did you think you'd do? Sprinkle sunshine?" No, nah, as Patmore says that. Yes, Patmore says a that a too. One. Danker, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, how about when um. <laughs> when she's worrying about g- losing her job Spratt says I got a copy of the lady upstairs which I think is like a magazine for like finding work or something or <laughs> like they have ads in there it's like oh man um uh, to, Bar-
0: Barrow says to like it's like I'm gonna go talk to you to Danker says that in the same scene and Barrow says he'd rather talk to the organ grinder
1: yeah 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 <laughs> I also like like um there's a moment where uh Carson's like musing about like Hughes breaking off the engagement and saying there will be a bit of a nine day wonder, but we'll get over it. Hmm. Like, Oh yeah. People just wonder about for nine days and they just forget about, it. Oh yeah. You guys were engaged at one point.
0: Uh, Bates says, do you ever think there's a time we're told the whole Mr. Green business
1: is over? I was actually rolling my eyes at them talking about <laughs> rehashing what the Mr. Green stuff was this episode. And I'm so glad they ended it. Cause it's just like, this has began season four. <sighs> Finally put it, put it behind us. Yeah. And Spratt says when he
0: he talks to the dowager about the whole like cutting down business and she she gives him a a very I forget what it was dowager esque answer. And he says, your ladyship's humor is always a tonic. Yeah. But get down to business. Yep. And then I Isabel and Violet. Violet says, does it ever get cold on the moral high ground? <laughs>
1: That's a nice one. All right, well, let's get to the power rankings. I think it's that time. Yep.
0: Who's on the bottom
1: for you? I got going down Mr. Mason at number three. He's lo- he's potentially losing his land. Okay. It's not good. Not that's, good for him. That's
0: fair. I have Lady Mary.
1: Oh, yeah. That's scalable. not a
0: great look this week because we do see character evolution, but yeah. I think Robert pointing out Tony Gillingham and Maybelline Fox is supposed to be reflective yeah. of the fact, like, you know, maybe be a little more cognizant. And she does spend most of the episode... Trying to like puff her chest at this blackmailer yeah.
1: only to have her paid off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, number two, I have Danker. Yep, me too. Hard to she, deny. Yeah, I think number one's going to be the same one too. But She, she
0: got her stitches for Snitching. Exactly.
1: Uh, number one though, Daisy. Daisy. She really just dug herself a grave. You cut that promo. And it was the wrong kind of promo. It was just not the right time. Nope. nope. Cheap eat. Cheap eat for her. What do you got on the up? I got Mary. You got Mary on the up? She puffed her chest and the fact that Robert spoke about admiring how she was able to kind of like stay strong in the face of this woman trying to blackmail her. I think that spoke a lot to like you know where she is in terms of taking things over from Branson and she's Mm -hmm. been able to capably capably do that. So I think Mary's she's keeping her place locked down. Okay. That's fine. I got Edith. Sure. Because we're given
0: a we're sort of the table is set for Edith's independence. Yeah. She clearly she's getting some some blowback from this guy that doesn't want to work with a female editor. Mm-hmm. She's got this house suite in London flat. That's yeah. nice, and she's just kind of boss mode a little bit. Yeah, no, that's true. We haven't seen it bloom, but it's there. Yeah, and obviously, she's still the only parent that cares about her kid. That's
1: right. Uh, number two, I've uh, Hughes and Carson. Okay, because uh, you know they they met on, met on the same terms for their marriage. They're gonna they're gonna get it done right.
0: I still feel there's a little unease. Yeah. And that's, you know, I didn't, spoiler alert, they don't make my rankings this week. Yeah. Because of that? Yeah. Because Hughes is so like, oh, I don't know if I'm in on this yet. And then it yeah. takes that moment at the end to turn. Sure. I got, I got Robert. I think he was a real backbone this episode. Yeah. I thought it?
1: he was, he had a really strong episode too, uh, but because he was like, so kind of removed from everything, like yeah, he's, he's kind of overlooking. He's a supporting player. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. Was His layups. Weird. Yeah. He's,
0: he's throwing the ball. He's passing. Alley-ooped. Yeah. It's in.
1: Yeah. Well, number one, I got Anna and Bates. Oh, me too. I mean, come on. They the beat Rock the, is off their they back. They beat the rap. Yeah, yeah. They're fine. That's that's it. Good for them. Yeah. Happy sailing for season six. Hopefully, everything's better for everyone. Hopefully. What if yeah. it's all just good stuff? Well, they had, I mean, there could be cutbacks. There could be people getting laid off. So we'll yeah, see. what
0: if, like, next week, Mosley's not there anymore? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we had to cut him out. Sorry. And then, uh, oh he's uh but he's in Bates' debt now which Bates said like i don't like pinning people in my debt but you made it like oh yeah is I, he uh, though
0: because he says it. he says made, it. no but think about the character bates forged Mosley's signature to give him money in the past a loan yeah they're even
1: i think it's true it's true but i mean it's a big debt it he, is a big he, debt he, got he her helped his of.
0: wife get free yeah so. And I'm glad that he had the moment of of, of saying that to Baxter. Yeah. Because he's like, we couldn't have done this without you guys. And Baxter yeah. had the whole, she yeah. snitched on her. Right.
1: So they didn't like her. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, good, good on Bates. Mosley and Baxter. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. I think the characters are going in the right direction.
1: Yeah. We'll see where it goes. Interesting. No mentions of birdie or Talbot this episode. Yeah, After exactly. Such a strong introduction. It's like, oh, we can only afford these extra actors for so much. So, uh, you know, we'll see you next week if they're showing up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See him in the Guernsey literary potato peel party. Or something, else. <laughs> something else.
1: Something else. Yeah, it's funny as we get to the cl- end of the show. You know, one show that was floated around as like a potential one to watch after this was called The Midwife. I saw they have eighty episodes, and the show oh, isn't geez. over yet. I don't know about that. I don't, someone call the midwife for us because I I don't know.
0: There's something, something very refreshing knowing that Downton is what it is.
1: The end is in sight. Yeah, yeah. and it is. There's going to be a movie. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. But uh,
0: keep those suggestions coming. If you have a show that you think we'd like, yeah, someone Pride and Prejudice has been brought up a couple times. We I'm deserves, sure we could sure. knock that out. Yeah, uh, people. Somebody, a friend of mine, reco- said we should do Battlestar Galactica. We'll see. I feel like that's a very harsh fan base. Yeah, very different. Downton is a fan base that's uh not necessarily very vocal consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not. Ta- I feel like with the movie, it's back in the the. Yeah. Pop culture discussion. But, but w-
1: with all these suggestions, hit us up on the Facebook, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, Gmail. Yeah. If you like what you're hearing and you want to hear a bonus episode, you know, subscribe to the Patreon. We are so excited about our pod- podcast for Star Wars. Episode oh, yeah. One. This is uh, <laughs> it's
0: our May Patreon episode is coming late, but it's coming late because we want it to be fire. Yes. And be ready. The 20th anniversary of Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, broken down. Yes. As only we can break down. If you like what we do here, you want us to talk about something that we know. I know that movie like the back of my hand. Yeah. And it'll that's coming probably later this week. Yep. So Patreon people, this is the time to jump on because, you know, as Downton winds down, I think we're going to be a little bit more fast and loose with this Patreon stuff. We're trying to find what's next for us. Yep. So, you know, have a good week. Thanks mm-hmm. for all your support. Reach out. Tell that guy, uh, Jimmy Kent on Twitter to shove it. Yep. The Lords of Grantham say shove it.
1: Get out of here. Get out get get to stepping Jimmy Kent. <laughs> and we'll catch you next time on the Lords of Grantham podcast. Bye bye.